Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Get it going. Hey, I've got uh, Wyatt Katie, uh, Pat Katie's son, and the new head coach of the Mid Prairie Golden Hawks uh, soccer team. Welcome, to the program. Yeah, how's it going? Good, good, good. Um. So, uh, this is your first uh, uh, time as the head coach, huh? That's correct. Okay. I, uh, I was an assistant coach for the program the last three or four seasons. And, yeah, this is my first time being a head coach. Well, uh, you got quite you, – you, your dad told me you played a lot of uh, soccer and stuff growing up, and you were the kind of thing that got him uh, uh, into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I played a lot of sports growing up, high school. Uh, for the high school teams, I played soccer, baseball, football, basketball, cross country. Um, you know, any anytime I can I can compete, I'm all about it. Well, but uh, soccer was kind of the one I was good at. You know what I mean? Well, you do have a, you had a love for soccer, and you're yes, sharing it with the you're sharing it with the young men uh, up there. Well, uh, how many kids you got out for soccer this year? We've got 20 players this year. That's a lot. Uh, it's not quite enough for a JV team, but, yeah, that is a lot for a small Iowa town. It's great. Well, that's too bad. You, uh, uh, I wish you guys could split that up a little bit. But, uh, well, let's go over the team. Talk, talk to me about the talent pool you're working with. Who do you got over there that uh, we need to be paying attention to this year? So, yeah, we have four returning starters from last year. And you start 11 in a game of soccer. So I'm not going to call it a rebuilding year. I think we got a lot of talent. But we've also got a lot of new players that are still figuring out what, what soccer even is. Uh, we've got we've got Owen Trippy coming back. He's a senior. Um, he's one of the best players to come through the mid-prairie program. Uh, he'll be a forward. He'll be a midfielder. Anytime you can get the ball at that kid's feet, he's going to be dangerous. You know, it's just... He's got a natural knack for scoring. Uh, he gets frustrated when he gets shut down, but he doesn't get shut down very often. Uh, we've got Noah Ford up there helping him this year. He's also a senior. Uh, Ford isn't quite satisfied with the season last year, but I think he had seven or eight goals. Uh, he's put in a lot of work in the off season. I think he'll have a good year. Um, in the midfield, we moved Tucker Miller. He was, uh, he was voted best defender for us last season. We're moving him into a center mid position. 
And that kid can do stuff with the ball that, I mean, you think he's playing billiards out there. Just the amount of spin he can put on this stuff. And you just look at him after he makes that pass, and you just, you just don't know how he does it sometimes, you know. Um, we've got a bunch of new players this year. Uh, Dylan Henry, he's a junior. He's come out for the first time. I think he's a cornerback in football. That's pretty apparent because he's really good at opening and closing his hips. He can read the field pretty well. But his touch for the soccer ball needs a lot of improvement. Um, going along with Dylan, we also gained a new kid, uh, Grady Miller. Definitely a football player there. We've, uh, we, we had a scrimmage Friday, and the whole time he kept going in on his tackles, and he was full extension with his arms. And we're working with him. We're telling him it's all right if you want to be a physical back. You can be physical in soccer, but you just can't put your arms out. you got to keep them at your sides when you push those kids over. They're smaller than you. Okay. Goalie's going to be a toss-up this year. We've got three kids with their hat in the ring. We've got Joe Hall. He's a junior. He's new to the program, super invested. We've got Andrew Kaufman. He's a sophomore. He was our backup goalie last year. And then we've got uh, – I'm saying we got Jacob Flynn, who's also a sophomore, and he's been giving Kaufman a run for his money. All three of them looking solid. All three of them have their pros and their cons. And, you know, we're not a soccer school, so we're not expecting every kid to be a perfect soccer player. We're just trying to figure out what position suits them on our team. Well, uh, you guys uh, were kind of the standard bears last year. You had one of the best records in Southeast Iowa, if I remember correctly. That's correct. We were number one in the state for a while. Uh, we were telling the kids, varsity bound, or I guess now they call it bound. They've got a bunch of analytics that they plug in, and they see the teams you play, and they have a power index, and it's all a whole bunch of stuff. And they had us at number one for, for quite a while last year. It was pretty cool. I've never been part of a team that's number one before. But, you know, season fell short to the team that ended up placing third at state. So we, we can be upset, but it was a good game when we played them. And, I mean, that's just how it goes in soccer. Just really? because you're the better team does not mean you're going to win a soccer game. It is soccer can end 2-1 or it can end 10-0. Really? As long as you're a decent team, it's not going to end 10-0. Well, uh, well um, who would you say that you have that has the most experience? Player-wise, you mean? Yeah. I would say that's Owen Trimpey. Uh, he's captain this year. He played a little bit of club growing up, and he is the only player on our roster that has played any club soccer whatsoever. Everybody else is just homegrown athletes that we're working with them during the season, and then they don't touch the soccer ball again until next season. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he's a heck of a player. His older brother was a heck of a player. And I believe he earned All-State rec- er, nominations. I think he got some All-State. Well, that's, that's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty uh, good place to hang your hat. Uh, tell me about the team's speed. I would imagine speed is a big deal in soccer. Yeah, uh, speed is kind of my favorite part. If I see a player that's got a bunch of speed, I kind of start drooling a little bit. Uh, that, was, that was my go-to. I could have ran track in high school, but, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather play something play soccer uh we we're not as fast as last year last year we were probably the fastest team in in 1a this year we've probably got 
uh, half of our players that I would say are quick, and the other half are good with the ball. So, you know, you got your pros and your cons with them, and we're just going to try and put them on the field where other teams can't take advantage if we don't have the speed. All right. Well, who's your most defensive-oriented player? Who's your shutdown guy? Our shutdown guy the last two years has been Bo Flynn. Uh, he's a junior this year, so that might be true for the third year. But I think uh, Adrian Sanchez, who I'm pairing with him this year, is going to give him a run for his money. Uh, I mean, I practice with the kids sometimes. We do open gyms on Thursday nights uh, during the winter, so they have something to do if they're not doing basketball or wrestling. And that Adrian Sanchez, man, he is he is disciplined. It is hard to, to get him out of position and end up making him look like a fool. Um, yeah, they talk a lot. They work hard. I think our defense this year is going to be one of the best in the state again. They they rotate well as a unit. Well, it seemed like last year's star of the team was the goalie. Uh, you had one of the maybe the highest rated goalie in the state or something uh, last year. Uh, but I do believe that young man has graduated. Uh, what's who's who's in line to to fill his shoes or cleats or whatever soccer players wear? Yeah, I call them cleats. In Europe, they call them boots. It's okay. kind of up to you. Uh, yeah, Justice graduated. I think he's at the University of Iowa now. Um, having a good time. Done with his uh, athletic career. Yeah, we have, we have a three-way competition right now between Joe Hall, Andrew Kaufman, and Jacob Flint. I, don't, I wouldn't say any of them have earned the spot yet. They've all been playing well. And we have our first game tomorrow, but we're going to give Joe the start. Joe's also expressed some interest in seeing time in the field. So if he wants to give up some goal time and let Kaufman or Flynn take the spot from him, then that's his decision. You know what I'm saying? Well, what yeah. do you, you know, idealistically, what are you looking for in a goalie? What what kind of skills and attributes do you need to play goalie? So, yeah, last year, Justice, I mean, he was, he was an athlete. He was so quick to, to have reflexes on any shot. He was diving. He was laying out. Yeah, Justice Jones, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, the but defensive football player of the year, were, yeah. After Justice caught the ball, he definitely had a weakness of distributing it, it out back to the team. Um, his punts were, were a little weak. They they went out of bounds a lot. But at least they went out of bounds, you know, at the half so our team could set up. I think uh, Kaufman is probably our strongest punter that we've got, but he's also our shortest goalie. So, at the same time, he's got to worry about kids chipping balls over him and lobs and just demanding the respect from another team when he's on the field. Uh, I think Joe Hall, very intelligent young man. He's absorbing everything we're telling him. Uh, you, you really see the gears turning with him. I think he's going to do a good job by the end of the season. Uh, we broke down film yesterday from our scrimmage that we ended up uh, I'd say we won, but you're not allowed to report scores, scrimmages, the whole deal there. Uh, he was a little, he's a little timid. He's not very loud. But I think as the year goes on, he's going to realize how goalies are the anchor of the team and they have to be the most vocal. Yeah, uh, I think they'll do a good job distributing and keeping possession for our team. Well, it's all got to come together for a successful season. But let's talk about that season. Uh you told me, I think your your first uh, game is tomorrow, right? Right. We play Williamsburg tomorrow. Uh, I mean, 
I'll call it a rivalry. I don't know if they will, but every time both teams step on the field, man, you think you're playing a football game. Kids are getting so into it, hitting each other, falling on the ground. It's nothing like the European soccer you see on TV, Iowa soccer. Uh, kids, if they don't have a good touch on the ball, they're going to be hitting other players, pushing them off ball. And I really like that mentality. Uh, I fully embrace it. It's part of the game. If you can't stand another kid pushing you off the ball, then you're not going to do good with the ball at your feet, and we're just going to take you out of the game. We're going to mentally just beat you down, and every time the ball's coming at you, you're going to be scared. You know, that young Grady Miller is coming at you like a football player. <laughs> well, I kind of like that, uh, I, I have it, to say. Uh, it's a lot more entertaining, that's I'm, for sure. Uh, I'm kind of a hockey guy, and I like uh, uh, I like what you're, you're, you're saying there. But uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about is this a home game, uh, and when you play at home, where do you play at? Where, where's the where's the soccer field the games held at? Yeah, so tomorrow's game is at Williamsburg. It's on turf. It's a great facility. It's pretty close for us. Um, turf doesn't give us problems, but also we don't we don't like to play on turf when we have a choice. On turf, that ball moves so fast. And when a goalie punts a ball, when it falls on those rubber pellets, that thing bounces 10 feet in the air. Where if you're playing on a soccer field, it bounces four feet in the air. So, I mean, it's a completely different game. Uh, it takes us about a half to adjust. When you're playing the teams that play on turf on all the home games, you know, they have the, they have the leg up there. Uh, we play in Wellman. We play at the bottom of the hill at Wellman on the south side of town at the Rotary Complex. Okay, I think your mayor showed me that, that they built a, a soccer facility. You have a pretty nice facility over there. Yes, it is a nice facility. Um, 20 years ago, it was not a nice facility. Uh, I remember as a kid, my dad was still involved, and we it was trying to get that place going, and we were pulling railroad ties out of the ground everywhere at that place. You take a metal detector, railroad spike, railroad tie, nails, didn't matter. That I mean, that place needed some some work done. But over the years, uh, we've been rolling the field. Iowa State put a custom grass seed in because it's a flood zone. Um, every few years, there's the four or five inches of water covering the entire field. Like, oh my! Kid, people in town, they'll take a canoe across it just so they can say they did it. You know. But uh, we've kind of future-proofed all of our buildings that we've put in since then are up in the air. They're off the ground, gravel bases, you know, we're good there. The floods usually come after the season, so not a problem. But the problem is, before the season starts, for the first two weeks, we're usually indoors practicing because we're at the bottom of the hill. You know, we get the snow, we get the rain, we got the frost coming out of the ground. I mean, this kind of sucks. If we had a turf field, we'd be practicing outside every day wouldn't bother us, but being grass is just kind of the price you pay. Well, well thankfully, you, we've got that super nice indoor facility. Yeah, you got school. that multi-million dollar practice uh, uh, facility. That's got to give you a leg up on any other soccer team, I would imagine, because you could practice. I, I would agree. Uh, yeah. When I was in high school, we used to practice inside the basketball gym, and uh, that was not a good time. Not, I mean, there's no turf. You can't simulate the speed of a soccer ball. You can't get any loft on a ball because you can't tee up because you're not on grass, you know. 
Yeah, the, the indoor facility is amazing. Yeah, that's the fact what, that they put that in. I mean, they were really thinking ahead. I mean, I think yeah. that you guys might be uh, uh, at least at the beginning of the year a little bit uh, further along than some of the teams you're going to play. Boy, the yeah. Williamsburg—they're they're good at everything. Christ, they're a, a, a threat at a state championship in football and everything all the time. They got some big, big, strong boys, and I I would imagine you're going to be in for a very physical contest up there. But let's let's go over some of these home games because uh, we do round guy game of the week, and uh, I cannot wait to come up there. Uh, we're going to be in Waco covering their very first uh, soccer game ever uh, tomorrow. But yeah, uh, I thought uh, they had a team this year. I was pretty surprised they managed to put that together. Yeah, um, and you know, I mean, it's a. Uh, well, just look at the uh, amount of time and expense that, you know, you guys had to work for years to get to this nice facility and had to raise a bunch of money and put in this beautiful uh, soccer facility that uh, you guys are able to utilize, you know, and they're, you know, they're going to try and use the uh, uh, practice field, but they got to pay in all the lines and just a big investment, uh, 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 you know, for uh, schools to get into this soccer and, you uh, 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 but it might be worth it as uh, some of these teams and rivalries get going. So talk to me about some of these home games. I, I like rivalry games, you know, uh, you and another school that's close or a school that you guys kind of find it out with. Tell me about some of these home games that I could come to. Yeah, so uh, we play Williamsburg tomorrow. That'll be a good one. But our next game is actually at home versus West Liberty. And that will be a bloodbath. Um, we've, they've knocked us out trying to go to state the last two seasons, both times it's been close game, one or two score game. And that is the most physical game we will have all year. Uh, we teach our kids not to slide tackle. And that's when, that's when you come in on a challenge and you hit the ball first and then you come through and you take out like their legs. And uh, West Liberty has the opposite, where they teach you to slide tackle whenever you can. So I was talking about how we kind of put the fear in the kids that our big football kids are going to come come hit them off ball. West Liberty puts the fear in teams that as soon as you touch the ball, you're falling on the ground and you're trying not to get hurt. Um, they're a great team. They are absolutely fantastic. The last four years, they've placed third at state three times. I mean, they, they are a powerhouse. But at the same time, it'd be kind of nice if we played on our feet, you know. Uh, the rule book is kind of iffy in the state of Iowa. They don't really say you need to card kids on these slides, so they get away with it. But personally, uh, I mean, I broke my wrist playing soccer. You know, I tore my – or I sprained my MCL playing soccer. Like, I get it's pretty physical. I think next to football, it's the second most demanding sport on kids injury-wise. And, uh, yeah, if you come to a game, come to that West Liberty one. That that will have a lot of a lot of emotion. Parents get into it. Parents are chirping at each other. Uh, sometimes they chirp at the kids, which, uh, you know, we don't want, but they're, they're passionate. They're a very passionate group. And every year we're going to beat them, and every year they get us by one, you know. Well, maybe uh, we also year. play Regina at home this year. Okay. That was our first loss last year. 
And the game we played them was the same night that they were coming out with sub-state pairings. And we were number one in the state, and their field had three inches of water standing on it. And they played us because if they lost, their ranking wouldn't get hurt. And if they beat us, they'd get their own sub-state bracket. And, uh, yeah, they beat us 4-1 that night. I remember we'd kick a ball, and as soon as it touched the ground, it would come to a dead stop, and water would splash everywhere. And kids from both teams would would run after it, and two of the kids would fall because they were they were in a lake. Yeah, and, that's uh, the, uh, uh, you, I remember your dad telling me about that. Yeah, he was yeah, here on Round Guy Radio talking about that. That one rubbed me wrong a little bit. Uh, the officials wouldn't run the field because they said there was too much water, but they still allowed the game to be played. So, you know. Yeah. They I had to play football it. on that this year. I'm sure that game, we made it pretty rough for them for the next few seasons. I mean, that was crazy. I've never played a game so wet before. Uh, when I personally played, the worst game I ever played was out on that same Regina field, though. So they must have some good groundskeepers. Well, what? Uh, what how many? Is just a few home games, or uh, it's like 18 games, ain't there, or 16, or something like that? Yeah, we've got a good amount of games this year. Um, four, five, six, seven. Uh, there's only 13 updated on the schedule so far, but we have more than that. Other coaches uh, just haven't put their home games on the official varsity bound. Uh, we've got we've got some conference games this year. This will be the first year that we that Mid Prairie will be in a conference. Okay. For soccer, and it'll be the first time we can get all conference awards. Well, in what, past, what, what, who's in the conference? What's that? Who's in the conference? Uh, it's the same as usual. It's uh, one second. I don't want to get the, the list wrong. So we're in the River Valley Conference. Uh, it's Anamosa, Beckman, Bellevue, Cascade, Maquoketa, Mid Prairie, Monticello, Regina. Tipton, West Branch, and West Liberty. Hmm. And we're, we're all supposed to play each other this year, so we can have like a champion, and then we can also get our kids on all conference. And I think that's great. I think just all state—that's pretty tough to get one kid a year on on all state. You know, they have to play well, and when you're beating other teams, you got to keep them in the game because other teams aren't going to pull their studs out. You know, when they're beating a team 10-0, they're going to let them have those goals. So, as a coach, you kind of have to balance making sure the other team is still enjoying playing the sport and making sure that your team is eligible for All-State. And now now that there's All-Conference, I think there's less pressure on that. Now we can let some of the reserves get in, especially since we don't have a JV team, and they can get some experience for years coming when Owen Trippy graduates, who's going to take his spot. Now they can have more reps. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to share with our listeners about your team before you embark on this season? Uh, I would just like to say that even if you don't know soccer, even if you don't understand it, you can still get out there and you can still learn formations and rotations. Uh, I think it's very similar to basketball. I think the NBA is way more entertaining to watch than a professional soccer game. And it's the same concept. You got one goal at the end of the field, and your team's going to set up in a man or a zone. 
and the other team is doing passing triangles, trying to penetrate your defense. Uh, teams are going to have players that are specialties at shooting, and they're going to have players that are specialties at defense. And in soccer, it's a huge field, and uh, one soccer half is longer than, a, than an entire game of basketball. So, you know, if you like to compete, if you like sports, I'd say give soccer a go. But it's the only sport that involves, like, hand-foot coordination. We've got a lot of players on the team this year. It's their first year. You could throw a football at them. You could throw a baseball at them. You could, you could wrestle them. And they'll dominate you hand-eye coordination. But you kick a soccer ball to them, and you tell them to kick it while they're running, and they can't even make contact. And I think it just kind of opens these kids' eyes up. And it's like, wow, okay. I'm good at sports, but this is a whole other thing to get good at. And, uh, yes, I think soccer's a great sport. I think it is finally getting the attention it needs in Iowa. And I think 20 years from now, and I the average Iowa soccer team would beat the snot out of a really good soccer team nowadays. I mean, just looking at the program from when I played 10 years ago to now, these teams are so much better. Kids are understanding it. They're playing FIFA. They're watching World Cups. It's just it's crazy. It's awesome to see the progress that's been going on. Well, uh, final question. How can our listeners follow the Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks uh, season uh, through Facebook, through the radio. Uh, is there any any opportunity to get to catch the scores uh, uh, and follow along the season? Yeah. Uh, so the assistant, he's also done some baseball, and they he said they use this app called Game Changer when they play, and we're going to switch over to that this year uh, when we can. So you can click on our game. And if you're following it on the Game Changer app, which is free, you will see live updates of when we take shots, when we take corners, if we score a goal, who scored it. I mean, it's all there. It's Technology has come so far, you don't have to refresh the page for half an hour after the game's over to see if the coach reported it. It's going to live update as it happens. Uh, we have a Twitter page, Mid Prairie Soccer. Uh, we have an Instagram page. But those aren't very active. Um, the assistant coach will post post as it happens. That's Byron Yoder. He's, he's pretty good at it. He's always been a good photographer. And yeah, as the season goes on, we'll try to get more into it. But as a first-year coach, you know, I've got a lot of paperwork to figure out. i got some systems I need to organize. And that's kind of – the social media aspect is kind of the least of my worries this year, you know. Um, the kids, we have a parent who takes photos for the kids. She does a fantastic job. She posts them for free after every game, and they're like senior profile or senior picture like quality. And all the kids have them as their Facebook profiles, their Instagram profiles, their Twitters. Like, it's it's awesome. It's so cool to make a good play in a game or to score a goal and look over and you know she's taking a photo of you. I think that's MP Sports on Facebook. I'm not sure. I can have an answer for you uh, next time around. Okay. But, yeah, usually the day after every game, she'll upload photos and she'll post the score. And you can just see you can see the competitiveness in the kids' faces. They are full concentration in all the photos, and they're doing everything they can to get a piece of that soccer ball. Well, we have been talking 
to coach uh, Pat Katie's favorite son, or top two or three anyway, uh, for certain. Uh, son, you, you you're gonna uh, you're gonna give the coaches that are playing you a hard time. Uh, you seem to have a pretty good uh, understanding of the game, and you sound seem like a guy that knows how to put a player in a in a place where he can be successful. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, you're supposed to say uh, go uh, Golden Hawks. Go Golden Hawks. There you getting it. All right, thanks for being with us. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.